At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. It is Full Swing Episode 2, Win or Go Home. This is Full Swing tonight with Get a Grip and Scratch. I'm Shane Bacon. And I'm joined by Claire Rogers. If you don't know Claire, um, she is a, a young, awesome journalist at golf.com. Uh, you can find her on social media at K Claire Rogers. She does something called the Rogers Report that drops weekly on golf.com. Definitely worth your time. Claire, I, I feel like this episode would be heavily involved in a Rogers Report if you were doing report after each episode. This felt a little bit more like what I wanted. This was right up my alley. Oh, like, yes. As I'm watching, I was like, I cannot wait to talk about this. (laughs) So I feel really good. And before we get into anything, you may recognize the voice in this episode. You, Shane Bacon, we had a couple, what was it, during the Masters voiceover moments throughout it. So I had a, you know, I mean, it it is really weird to say sometimes you're like, is that me or not? It's kind of a weird (laughs) thing to say, but it, it absolutely happens. And there's definitely people out there that sound similar to you as well. So sometimes you're like, is that me or not? There was a moment in episode one that I thought might be me, but I didn't do the PGA championship, but it also could be audio. They cut from anywhere else. Right. It was just a a setup line. Like this is the second round, but yeah, I, I think I, I popped in a couple times, uh, I, of course, was was a part of the Masters coverage and and got to do Tigers around um, throughout the week on Masters.com. So, uh, yeah, they, they got a little they got a little bacon in episode two. Nobody, I was not accredited. I'm, I'm not going to be <laughs> on, the, on the final scripting. But uh, but, yeah, I was in there. Um, I want to start with this because I'm, I'm calling this the Brooks Kepka episode. Is that OK with you? It's okay with me, yes. Okay, okay. Um, I do want to just start with this, though. Ricky's world ranking improved. Did you see that? <laughs> he was 146 in episode one. He's 113 here, trending in the right direction. I'm going to keep an eye on Ricky the whole series to make sure his, his world ranking's going the right way. He'll be world number one, maybe. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> That's yeah, the last episode is, is Ricky. <laughs> um, 
So we have segments that we get to at the end of these episodes, recap uh, everything that happens on the Netflix series. But I wanted to ask you first and foremost, like, what was your takeaway? Because it was really kind of both Brooks and Scotty and also, you know, the Masters, which is the biggest event in golf. Okay. First thing is that I feel, and we'll get into more of this, but so conflicted about Brooks. I thought this was going to kind of give me some clarity because he was more vulnerable in spots than he has ever been. But then he'll just say something that kind of negates it. Like, oh, I don't know who won the Masters. You know who won the Masters. I know. I Every- know. I know. And I, I get angry. I shouldn't get angry, but I don't like that. Um, so again, I just feel more conflicted about Brooks. Not that I don't think I spend, like I spend a lot of time thinking about Tiger Woods. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about Brooks Kepka, but when I do, it's like I'm butting heads within my mind. And then another takeaway is just that the Shefflers are amazing. My sister and I have this thing that we do. There's this, we've never talked to them in our entire life. It's our people who live like two streets away. We call them the perfect family, mom and dad and two daughters. And we see them on walks all the time. We'll run into them getting ice cream. We have never said a word to them. It's been 20 years. I don't know how we've never overlapped. And Ellen will be like, my sister will be like, oh, I saw the the perfect family today. And I'll say, oh my gosh, what were they up to? How are they? I think that even if the Shefflers were not in the world of golf, in their neighborhood, they've got to be the perfect family where they're just these nice people going around on walks, getting kombucha and they're... They just seem like really good people. And that's kind of how I relate them back to what I've seen in my neighborhood. So those two things would be my big thing. I, I will. I, I echo everything you said there. Um, I've had a really tough relationship over the years with Brooks Kepka just simply because I want him to be something. And he seems like he's trying so hard to be something else. I mean, there was, there was a moment in there and I'll get to this later in the, in the segment, but he was talking about um, the WM Phoenix open feeling like a real sport, you know, and you're like, bro, you, you play professional golf. Like you're one of the best golfers of this generation and your historical run in 17 and 18 is going to be remembered for so long. And what you did in those U S opens and PGAs. And by the way, you almost beat Tiger Woods at the masters. This is a real sport. I think what I've struggled so much with Claire is Brooks Kepka and his identity, because I feel like Brooks Kepka struggles with his identity. And I went through this early in my career when I was a, I was basically put in the golf hole of media, which is not a bad place to be. But I was like, I'm going to write about every sport. And I did it at AOL and I did a little bit of it at Yahoo. And then I went to Fox and I had an opportunity to do some NFL broadcasting and some college basketball broadcasting. And I saw this whole other world. And at times I would almost poo poo golf, you know, like, Oh, I, I'm in on the golf space, right? I want to be, I want to be with these people. I want to be with this sport. And I had to remind myself as I got older, that golf is what made me who I am. Golf is what made Brooks Kepka who he is, and he is a real athlete in a real sport, and he's one of the best in the world at doing that, and I don't understand, and why I get so frustrated with him is why he doesn't understand that that's good enough. Exactly, and I wrote that down as a quote I really didn't like because yes. what do you mean it feels like a real sport? Is the Masters not good enough for you? Is the four majors, does that not feel like a real sport moment for you? I don't know. And I don't know if that's him trying to, even I've noticed the way he talks sometimes he's like mumbling and talking really slow like this. And I'm like, dude, just like quit it for a second. Let's acknowledge that this is a cool game. It's okay to really like golf, especially in the golf world. No one's going to shun you for that. You're so good at it. Tiger already made it cool. You don't need to worry about it being cool or not anymore. So I don't know. It's just, 
I remain torn on this man, and I don't think I'll ever figure him out. Yeah, it, I asked him. I remember in 2017, I was doing the interviews for Fox at the U.S. Open, his first major he won. So when you do interviews, just for people at home that don't know a ton about the TV side of things, when you're doing interviews, you either tape them or you do them live. And I guarantee you, Claire, you'd know who gets the live treatment and you know who gets the tape treatment. And uh, Tiger Woods is the live interview. Ricky Fowler in 2017 was a live interview. Kepka, especially early on the week, was not a live interview. You'd sit down and you interview him. And I remember I asked him a question on Friday about winning the U.S. Open, and this was taped. And he kind of looked at me, same cadence, same voice, same approach. Uh, he kind of looked at me and said, it's Friday, bro, was his answer to my question about winning the U.S. Open. And I remember my producer in my ear right when he said it because it was taped. He goes, well, this one's not making air. And I was thinking if I had the same thing, right? Like, this is not going to be uh, an interview that makes it to, to, to live broadcast. But he always has had this. This isn't something that came with the success. And I thought you really nailed something, Claire, there. You said Tiger Woods already made golf cool. If Kepka had come around 25 or 30 years ago and acted like this, I would at least understand where he was coming from. But the thing about golf in 2023 and 2022 when they were filming this was golf is a sport that everybody thinks is cool now and athletes thinks cool and they want to play it and they want to get better at it. DJ Khaled's posting golf videos all the time. And this is a guy that's ending the Grammys with one of the more spectacular, you know, concerts and songs we've ever seen at the Grammys. And this guy's obsessed with golf and he wants his shoes to have spikes on them. Like this sport, is past what it used to be. It's mm -hmm. cool. And if you're one of the best golfers in the world, that's freaking cool. Like just embrace it because this is a time in this sport where you can be both a professional golfer and a cool professional athlete. And for whatever reason, Kepka continues to wrestle with that. Right. Like look at Dustin Johnson. He is the perfect example of a cool person who is a spectacular athlete and including obviously golf, but He's got basketball, he's got swimming, and he knows that golf is cool. I don't know. It just, I don't, you can't, I don't know, be the best in your job, in your field of work, and then be like, yeah, but I don't, I don't even like it. It's not a big deal. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of tired, I think, by this point. So a little bit, a few things um, from the episode that I, uh, that I loved, that I took away from it. One, speaking of cool, Kepka just casually tossing up 225 with no spot. I'll see that. By the way, Brooks, I know you're a big dude. I know you're strong, but I mean, 225 225 at a gym like if a guy's doing unspotted two plates of 45 on bench press like you know the guy is a legitimate workout dude and so I was impressed yeah. by that um Kepka's dog does exactly what Harlow does Claire when I putt around the house Harlow could be on the couch she could be sleeping she could be napping she could be eating the moment that ball leaves my putter face Harlow is attacking the golf ball and it was nice to see Kepka's dog does the same thing that's good. So the weird, like something I noticed or just kind of an observation was I felt like with Brooks's, well, fiance at the time, Jenna Sims, it had kind of like a reality TV feel right. to it. Um, like the, her showing him clothes. Here's what I think I'm going to wear the bikinis, a lot of skin showing saying she slid into his DMS, like a totally different feel that if maybe the first episode wasn't for you the second episode might be more or might might be less because it is very different from the first episode she's you know they're laying in <laughs> in their bathing suits by the pool the sunglasses that say like bride and stuff it is totally a different feel than I bet a lot of the other episodes will have
Epic, epic 30 seconds at the pool. Um, just Jenna <laughs> in the bathing suit. That would get blurred out, by the way, if you're watching Bachelor. Like, that would be a blurricle yes. uh, on her ass mm -hmm. if that was not yep. on Netflix. His golfer's tan was epic. I mean, it wasn't quite mm -hmm. Stuart Sink's head, but it was pretty <laughs> severe. I mean, you know, you play golf six days a week, you're going to have that. But I just, right. you're right. The whole 30 seconds of the pool. Like, I feel like the Kepkas have always wanted to be the Kelseys. And this was like their first step into being the Kelseys <laughs> was here we go. Yes. We can do this now. Now we're going to get the reality side. I think Jenna was loving it. Yes. And you know what? I probably would too. I'm not like hating on her or anything, but it was, you could tell she was ready for this moment. Her sit-down interview, she was good to go. <laughs> uh, Kepka, a regular Coke guy. I was, uh, I was just a little surprised. You know, most of the athletes you see out there are going to go Coke Zero, maybe going to go Diet mm -hmm. Coke, but he's just going for the for the heavy Diet Coke diesel. I mean, sorry, the heavy Coke diesel. Like, no diet involved in the Kepka thing. Um, and I, I will, I will, I got to, I got to dive into this, Claire, because it's such a golfy thing, and it's something that I struggle with a lot in my golf. But when you don't have it. And you can tell mm -hmm. Kepka didn't have it. I thought that's what they did such a great job of in this episode is setting up this guy's got it in Scotty Scheffler, and this guy doesn't have it. The difference being that this guy used to have it, and he was the most confident player in, in the world for three years. He even said it. I was the best golfer in the world for three years. But when you don't have it, and I went through this last year with my golf, Claire, I was playing competitive golf, and it wasn't bad. It just wasn't sharp. And I knew on the first tee it wasn't sharp. And what happens is – it's typically not a, a bazooka shot or a grenade that derails your golf. It's kind of that death by a thousand cuts situation. And that's what you saw in that opening Taylor round Swift for Kepka. There. there you go. Like for Kepka, it was that first round was everything that golfers go through when they don't quite have it and they're still searching for it. And it's such a hard thing to find at a major championship, especially at a place like Augusta National that's now historically one of the toughest places they play year in and year out. My dad used to say to me on the driving range before a tournament, if I was really grinding on the range, like an hour before the tournament, he'd always say, if you ain't got it now, you ain't going to find it. You know, I mean, Tiger said about warming up, like his dad would say, it's for warming up. But I saw in Kepka a very small percentage of what I feel like I kind of went through last year with my golf was you kind of can't fake golf. And Kepka was, was hoping to fake it and show up and just be Brooks Kepka, but his game wasn't quite there. And it's tough to fake it when you don't play and you can't compete with the best players in the world who do have it at that time. Yeah. And he admitted a lot of things that he felt embarrassed for the first time that he lost confidence, things we would never heard him say before. And then he said, uh, it was at the Masters sitting in the kitchen, and he said, I can't compete with these guys week in and week out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it kind of reminded me of maybe the way, you know, you see Olympic gymnasts. They have it when they're 17 years old, and then life goes on, and they're 22. And But that doesn't happen in golf. Usually, you, you know that you keep going. So that, again, conflicted about Brooks, but that hurts to hear. You don't, like, just to have something. And he said, you know, I'd give every dollar I've ever won back from this sport just to have that winning feeling for an hour get like he wants that more than anything in the world and you know you see it was leaking into his relationship and leaking into every aspect of his life that you walk away being like I don't know and when they asked him what's next he kind of doesn't know either at this point obviously it's also I thought it was a beautiful representation of that kind of puppy love in your professional career versus really being in it. Claire, like think about, uh, I mean, I talked to you about this, you know, like your first big event you went to 
and your first experience, I know you love media centers, like your first experience yeah. in a media center or your first time asking Tiger Woods a question that happened, you know, at the, at the father's son this year. And you have these experiences and inevitably that's going to lose a bit of its luster. And what happens is, and again, that doesn't mean you don't love what you're doing. And you don't love your job. It's just inevitable. Right. I mean, right. passion wanes. It does in personal relationships. <laughs> it does in professional relationships. It, it's just going to wane. And you saw Kepka, whose passion, his grind, his game has fallen off a bit. And then they put Scotty Scheffler, this young dude that is the happiest, nicest, chillest dude you will ever see. And you could really feel it in this episode next to him. And it feels like Scotty right now is in that puppy love situation with the PGA Tour and professional golf where he hadn't got punched yet. You know, he hadn't got beaten by that guy when it felt like it was his tournament to win. And it's inevitably going to happen. I mean, it happened to Tiger. Why Yang finally beat him, you know, when it looked like Tiger was going to win another major championship. And ever since Y.A. Yang, it was a lot tougher for Tiger to close out those major championships. It's going to happen to Scotty Scheffler. But Scotty was that young Kepka that won in 17 in 2022, you know? Right. And at the Masters, and I can't remember what event it was a few weeks later, but it hadn't gotten hard for him yet. Whereas I think a couple of weeks later, we saw him slamming clubs and stuff yeah. and not that the other foot dropped because obviously he was still playing incredible golf, but you don't see that here, because, but it does exist even for him. And then I got kind of thinking with the Brooks thing, can you imagine going to work every day and all you're getting is negative feedback? And that's kind of what his game was. It's just, Oh, not good. Not good. Him putting on where was he at medalist or whatever. And he's yeah. like, that was a bad putt. Just so it's, I can't even imagine. No, sorry, I'm good at my job. No, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> it just is, is, it must be just exhaust. It's going to leak into every aspect of, of your life. And then I'm, I'm watching him, you know, kind of not sulking, but when he's talking to Jenna and at first, I think if I had seen that without context, I would have said, this guy looks like a jerk. You know, he's not listening to his fiance, which she's so excited, but with context, it's of course that's going to happen. He's just nothing is going well for him right then and there. So I don't know. I feel sad for Brooks, but I also feel like he says things that I don't like. So yeah, he's, he's not made it the easiest to root for him just because he's put on this persona, you know, in a way, and I think this is a, a real compliment to Brooks Kepka is in a way it's felt a little bit like the early career of Kobe, you know, where Kobe came on the scene. I'm the best here. Even with Shaq being involved, I should have the rock. I can win these championships. I deserve all the accolades because I'm the best there is. I'll tell Jordan this. Like, I'll literally tell Michael Jordan he can't guard me. I'll go up against guys like MJ, who I idolize, much like Kepka did. If you think about that PGA championship, you know, I mean, he's going up against Tiger Woods, and he beats Tiger Woods. Like, what a moment that is for Brooks Kepka in terms of his psyche, and he got another shot at it, and Tiger got him that time. But to see... Brooks Kepka in the light that he's created felt a little bit like that light Kobe created where people thought Kobe was a real jerk. And then later in Kobe's career in life, you saw the softer side of Kobe Bryant and you got to see this guy that was brilliant and was so smart and had this great business mind and wanted to do so much more than just basketball. And I don't know if we'll get there with Brooks Kepka. I don't know if that's <laughs> in, in Kepka's next 20 years, but I do feel like there was honesty in this episode with Brooks Kepka about who he is in the current landscape of golf that at least shows that he's honest about that. Even if he says it in the press conferences, Oh, I'm here to win. I, I, you know, I, I can beat everybody here. I'm trying to win the masters at least when the quote unquote lights are off, he can admit that I can't compete with these guys like the quote you brought up. 
Yeah, and I just, I really respect Brooks in this episode because you can tell it is from the past couple of years, it is very difficult for him to be vulnerable. He doesn't want to do it. I think he opened up, he gave us something, but that is not his strong suit. And for him to give us 3% would be for, is like his like 80%, I think. Cause he just, it's, it was like pulling teeth probably getting him to say, he said for the first time in his 32 years, he felt embarrassed. I was like, I've probably felt embarrassed like in my fourth day of life. Like I live with a fear of embarrassment, you know? I can't even imagine that. He's just, he's built so different and wired so differently than I think I am probably of any player that I just can't relate to. I don't think in any way. So, I, I mean, I'm embarrassed of <laughs> literally every tweet I send out. I'm like, Oh God, is that a terrible tweet? Like I need to make sure that that is so what's the feedback like this could be awful. So yes, I'm with you on that side. Uh, Claire, a couple other things. One is just a reminder to people that maybe don't know Kepka went T second, T seventh at the Masters in 19 and 20. He's missed the last two cuts um, at Augusta National. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One of my favorite moments of the episode before we get the segments, but just something I wanted to point out was I don't know if we talk or appreciate in golf, the caddy's job as much as we should. I talk a lot about it when the weather's bad or I, I, I really, I really dove into this years ago with Jimmy Johnson and Justin Thomas. It felt like JT's career turned once Jimmy got on the bag, but the Ted Scott line as they were headed to the first tee on Sunday at the masters. And he said, you're not an unfamiliar territory. And then he brought up the God line. It was unbelievable. Think about saying that to a 25-year-old who's standing on the putting green, going to the first tee, trying to win a tournament that young people do not win. Young people don't win the Masters. It doesn't happen right. that often. To say you're not in unfamiliar territory, how calming that must have felt like for Scotty Scheffler to walk to that first tee and go on to win the Masters. Ted Scott is an enormous, enormous, enormous part of last year for Scotty Scheffler. Agreed. And I actually wrote that exact moment down as my favorite part of the episode because let's get into it connect. then. There we go. Yeah. Let's go. That's well, the favorite part on this. 
yeah, they connect on this, you know, they're both extremely religious and I think they're a perfect pair because of that. Ted Scott goes on Instagram and does a Sunday sermon yep. every Sunday morning. And that has got to be huge. And Meredith, you know, he said he, he said, you know, elsewhere that he, uh, Scotty was freaking out the night or the morning of crying. And that's the only thing that calmed him. Meredith saying like, who are you not to win this event? Why can't you? So I think that they just go so well together. And it almost makes me wish we saw a little bit more bones in the first episode, because the impact of that a caddy has is you can't really give them enough credit in my opinion. So that was your favorite part of the episode. It's near the top of my favorite part of the episode, but I think my favorite part of the episode was the Kepka trophy case thing. I've always <laughs> wondered about that. Like when you get to a point where you're winning major championships and you're also winning PGA tour events, what do you do with the trophies? Like, do you put the majors higher? And the fact that he just showcases the major trophies and then just has those empty box areas for more. And Claire, there were a lot of spaces there. I mean, there were oh, a yeah. lot oh, yeah. of spaces. Like that's like <laughs> seven or eight or 10 more major championships. I yeah, also was wondering, that. <laughs> yeah, where, where are the other trophies? Like, are they in another room? Do, do you not even, yeah. are, they, are they just hidden away? Are they in the garage? Uh, yeah, who knows? And then I liked that he said, you know, the middle is open for the, and you know, from a design standpoint, you walk in the house, these empty things you got to have like some books or something that's like uh uh-uh, uh this is staying empty until i went another major listen i don't want to be rude here but do you think brooks kefka's just 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 scouring through books all the time it doesn't he doesn't oh, scream no. to me big big book guy but who knows maybe i'm Coffee wrong table books you can put those random ones in there <laughs> fill it with something get the golfer zoo put it right there um all right uh winner of the episode who is the winner of the episode in your mind claire two people meredith scheffler and a side note about this that i really remembered when I saw her in the episode after winning the Masters, she had this beautiful dress on and we did a shoot with Golf Magazine with Scotty like two weeks later. And I went up to him and I said, Meredith's dress was beautiful. Like, and he goes, you know, she does rent the runway. She doesn't buy those because they're expensive. And so she rents the dresses. And I was like, I love how down to earth these people are. She's not buying the $600 dress. She's, you know, it's like a library card. You're just borrowing it and then returning it, which I liked. And then Whoever the producer was that said, yes, you do. When Brooks said, I don't know who won the Masters this yes. year. Yes. <laughs> Is that Chad? Shout out to Chad if that was you, yeah. by the way. That was amazing. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, but you're so right. It was such a moment that you know he it's, – it's like when you meet, like as a guy, it's like when I meet a girl I liked or I dated – and I say the wrong guy's name that she's dating now. So she's dating like Kevin. And I'll be like, so how's Kent? You know, and you're like, you know, his name is Kevin. You're just being an asshole and saying Kent. Yeah. Like that was one of those moments to me. It's like, I don't remember who won it. You're like, eh. Yeah. It was, it was the guy that won four times in three months. Right. You know? And, and he, yeah, let's say it was Chad, but I don't think I would have the spine to say that. I would never give that. I wouldn't say it. So I don't know. I thought that was great. Who was your winner of the episode? It was it was Scotty. I mean, he didn't get as much airtime as Kepka, but I mean, he's such an easy person to root for. Uh, I got a chance to do some Scotty Scheffler interviewing in my Fox days when he was doing like USGA stuff. And then when he was low amateur at Aaron Hills, that's also funny. He was low amateur when Kepka wins, um, you know, his yeah. first major championship. And then of course, <laughs> you know, I mean, now, now we flipped to 2023 and things have changed. Also uh, a quiet winner was the waffle fries Nike hoodie that Kepka had on at the end of the episode. Big fan of that hoodie. Never seen it before, but the waffle fries. I've heard Kepka's like, even though he's a Nike guy, I've heard he'll scour the the internets for like, uh, you know, hot drops and sneaker app, stuff like that. And he'll buy it himself. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was one of those, but I love the waffle uh, hoodie. 
Very cool. Who was the loser of the episode for you? Uh, you know what? I, I got what I want to I want to first call out a loser of the episode. He's a friend of yours. Please do. He's a friend of mine. Both <laughs> love him. Dylan DeShare said <laughs> anyone that is anyone has won at Augusta National. Now, I understand that winning at Augusta National is an enormous part of a career in men's professional golf. Uh, Ernie Els, he's not somebody. He never won at Augusta. Weiskopf, Greg Norman. I know the name's been tainted a bit over the last couple of years, but he had a pretty damn good career. Rory McIlroy isn't a nobody. So I get where DeShare was going. I know it can be a, a throwaway line about you kind of have to win this to be somebody. I don't think you have to win the Masters to be somebody. I think it definitely helps you become a very important person in golf. So I also heard that line and I was like, Danny Willett's going to like to hear that one. Like these guys. <laughs> you went you the know, other way. Like, you went the other way. I like that. <laughs> not saying he's a nobody, obviously, but like these like guys who win the masters and then they get to go to the dinner every year, but you don't hear much about them for, I'm like, all right, he's going to like to hear that. But my real loser of the episode is a little bit what we talked about earlier is the Kepka's consistent and constant push to downplay the coolness of golf. Because again, that it's like it's like finding out about a brand five years before it's cool and then trash talking that brand. Like, no, man, you were there early. You got into golf right before it popped. Embrace this. You're cool. You're a cool golfer in a cool sport. And just the constant need to push it down drives me a little batty, as we talked about earlier. So that, I think, to me, is the real loser of this episode. What about for you? Mine was like my jaw dropped when he said he didn't know who won the Masters. Okay. I hated that because he, first of all, that's simply not true. I, people who don't like golf know who won the Masters. It's just, it's common knowledge. And then he um, he was saying, Scotty can go out and shoot 63. Scotty can do this. Scotty can do this. So you are paying attention to Scotty. Do not pretend you don't know. Like exactly what you said. Like, I don't know the name of so-and-so's new boyfriend or girlfriend. It just, I that sat with me the wrong way. That is a huge thing to say that you don't know who I could, you know what? It's like, what's a smaller tournament that maybe you might not know who won it. If it's a newer player or something, you cannot, cannot say you don't know who won the masters. And I like, I will not forget that moment either. That's like sticking with me. (laughs) I like, I kind of didn't remember that Spieth won the heritage until the first episode. Like I kind of remember it, but you know, it's the week after the masters and it's a sleepy week and it's a casual week. Like I didn't totally, if you'd asked me before that episode, Hey, who won RBC? I probably would have got the Spieth. It about have taken me a second, but to your point, like, you know, who won the NBA championship, you know, won the Super Bowl. you know, who won the masters, like, these, you these know are, who the president is <laughs> you're in golf like you're you know you're, you're you're in the sport of golf like if i ask you who won a rugby championship i can at least understand maybe you don't know that but when you play pro golf and you're on Ryder cup and president's cup teams with these guys like come on um yeah. what's a golf thing to you that needs more explanation from the episode well actually i went a different way with this okay i think something that they because i couldn't really you probably have something i didn't have anything I thought they really did something that they really did well was nailing the tiger comeback kind of at Augusta. Yeah. Like this guy could have been dead, could have lost his leg. It's a miracle that he can walk again. The fact that he is here, I think they laid that out really nicely for fans. What would be the thing that you think needed more explaining? So um, I, I think that, you know, if you're not a big golf person and you're just watching this series and you're looking for reaction and you're listening to us, um, they talked about the Scheffler run and they gave a little bit of love to his wins, but he was 25 at the time. 25-year-olds don't typically win four times 
from the middle of February through the middle of April, including the Masters. He lost a playoff a few weeks after that for a fifth win, basically before halfway point in the season. What Scotty Scheffler did last year is very, very unusual in our sport, and it should be very, very celebrated. So I just, again, when you win the Masters when you're a young person, Jordan Spieth did it. Most Masters winners are in their you know early 30s, late 30s, stuff like that. When you win it when you're 25, it's the most elite group in all of sport. Okay. It's more elite than the Hall of Fame in the NFL or anything they do at Wimbledon. Being in that room for the champions dinner and being a part of Masters lore is the most important part of golf as a professional. And it's why this event is so important. And when you win it when you're 25, for the rest of your life, every April, you're going to be there with the young winners. You're going to be there with the past champions and the legends of the game. And you're going to rub shoulders there. And when you do it young, you get to now live through guys like Hideki winning it and Scheffler winning it. You know, you think about Jordan Spieth being so young when he won. He gets to be there for Scheffler's dinner and for Hideki's dinner and for Adam. You know, it's just, it's so special to be a part of that. And I just feel like it's worth pointing that out a little bit more is that what Scheffler did at Augusta is rare and it's very cool and it should be as celebrated as maybe we celebrated it at the time. Yeah, I think almost, I don't want to say I was desensitized to it because it was so talked about for us, but yeah, people don't know that at all. And what you said is exactly right. I think um, that honestly probably could have been an episode on its own. Just Scotty Scheffler from his first win to his most recent one is insane. And side note, can we talk about um, him talking to Ted and being like, Meredith used to eat popcorn so amazing. like in the bed and get crumbs. Ever. It just the way, and then he said, you know, he's, he's really relaxed in between shots. And then, you know, he's totally focused, but that was the perfect example of it. Where like, what is he talking about and how did that come up? But who knows? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the amount of things that have been talked about on the golf course over the, over the years and decades and centuries of people just were standing around for four hours. What do you want to talk about? Exactly. Um, and also uh, Claire, can I ask you a question? Are you an eater in bed or do you, do you eat food in bed? No, 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 no. But if I'm on a work trip, I always, I think I've told you this, I always get two a room with two beds. So if I'm bringing food back, you eat one, but you, you sleep in the other one. Okay. Popcorn seems like they're <laughs> like the last pick of a food you'd want to eat in bed. It just seems like it's just impossible not to just make a, a total but mess. But if you're I, watching a movie in a hotel room, I get that. Maybe. I, maybe. I mean, maybe you, you either, you either strip the sheets or you totally cover them and you like lay on top of them. But if those, yeah, like saying, if they get in, <laughs> if they get in, you're not getting it out of there. Like it's going to no. be in there. Um, forever. What's something you learned on this episode, Claire? Um, so we already kind of went over like the Brooks stuff, learned that he felt embarrassed, but I thought it was awesome to see the like inside, like the registration room for the masters yeah, yeah. and stuff and all the photos on the wall. And also I don't want to get like, you know, canceled by Augusta, but the room was kind of just like an office. Right. And then it happened to have all these cool photos on the wall. I don't know why I was expecting like gold lines, like wallpaper or something, but um, I thought that was really cool that you got that look inside, you know, the clubhouse and stuff. Claire's not going to get picked now for the uh, master's lottery after that <laughs> comment. I, I see how that goes. Uh, I got so something I learned. I wrote it. It's just one sentence I wrote down. I learned that a pool cover up doesn't actually have to cover up anything. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, it's a I fashion thought, statement. Okay. I just, I, in, in my mind, I thought that it would, it would need to at least cover up something. And that mm -hmm. wasn't going to cover nope. up anything. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, something you changed your mind on. Anything? Again, I've said it five times in this, but Brooks, I, I, I changed my mind on him eight times in the episode. I'd be like, oh, I really respect. Oh, he said that. Oh, so it went up and down. But when he said like, this is the worst I've ever struggled in my whole life, 
I felt sympathy for him. And I feel weird saying you feel bad for like a four-time major champion, but I don't think I've ever felt that for him before, but him opening up allowed me to. So that would be kind of something. I, I, I would say it, it made me feel different things for Brooks Kepka that I haven't felt before. So I, I think that yeah. you're spot on with that. Um, I, I was struck by the honesty as well. That's kind of one of the things I wrote down was just how honest he was about his golf game and how he was basically saying, I'm not competitive enough right now to beat these guys in the big events that I care so much about. I love that. And, and again, I, I've thought about this a lot this past year, but you know, remember when Rappaport asked, Tiger in his press conference, do you think you can win? And he just said, you know, like, yes. Tiger's always said that. I don't know if Tiger believed it when he said it. I mean, as we saw, not just throughout that week, but really throughout 2022 with Tiger Woods, physically just wasn't there to win. Could he make the right. cut? Absolutely. Could he, you know, shoot around under par? Absolutely. But to play four rounds better than the best players in the world in that state for Tiger Woods, he probably couldn't win. And I, I almost feel like he probably didn't believe what he was saying at mm -hmm. the time. He just knew he needed to say it. I was struck by Kepka being as honest as he would saying, you know, like these guys are better than me. Um, you know, my, my, when I was the best in the world, I didn't think about anything. I guarantee you, Scotty Scheffler's thinking about nothing on the golf course. Why am I thinking about everything just to hear from a guy that had been at the top of the mountain talking about why he's not at the top of the mountain anymore is something we don't see much in active sport. You might get it when they retire, but to get it from an active player, I thought was really cool. And, and it was something that changed my mind a little bit on, on Brooks Kepka just as a, a realist, I guess, more than anything. Yeah. And it said, like you've said a few times on, on our podcast before, like injuries, like we hear that a player is injured and then that's kind of it, but we're not there for the day in and day out of it. And that's kind of what this gave us with Brooks where I, it's really hard to be a professional athlete. It's not all, you know, free stuff in the glorious life. It's when things aren't going your way, which is more often than not in golf, it is so tough to get like do normal things. It just consumes every part of you. Um, uh, what the average golf fan, uh, what, what you think average golf fans could get out of this episode, people that don't watch golf, you know, religiously, or maybe are just getting into golf. I have that golf has villains. I mean, we know that golf has villains uh, live in the PGA tour. As we get deeper into this series, I can only imagine we'll dive deeper into that idea. But when you think about the sport of golf, kind of like what we were talking about before the tiger boom, you know, golf was an old guy sport. It was kind of nerdy. Like if you weren't athletic, you played it just showing that there are true villains in the sport and there are people that can rub other people the wrong way or that are brash or say some of the stuff Kepka said. I think that's nice for people to learn that that exists in our sport. Definitely. I agree with that. And then it was only, you know, the first couple minutes of the episode, but anyone who isn't familiar with the Phoenix open and how <laughs> cool the 16th hole is um, and maybe think, you know, golf tournaments are all this quiet, you know, hush hush thing where you have to be on your best behavior. I think that shows, Obviously, it's a small percentage of the sport, but it does exist, and it's awesome, and people love it. So I think it would get people very excited about that. Yeah, I, I thought um, if you had to rank uh, which one you liked more in terms of the first two episodes we've seen so far, did you like this one more than the first one, or do you lean more towards Jordan and Justin? So I think I had more of an emotional reaction to this one, which I yeah. can't decide if that means I liked it more. I definitely had stronger feelings about it. So I think maybe after we do the last episode, we should like rank all of them. But yes. right now I'm not sure because they were so different. Um, but I definitely, yeah, 
my, I reacted to this one more strongly. What about you? Oh, totally. I mean, same. I, I, again, I think I said in the first episode that there wasn't a ton I learned um, from Jordan and Justin, just because I've covered him for so long uh, around so many events. I feel like I learned more from this episode. I mean, I learned that Kepka can put up 225. Like he said it, <laughs> but I saw it. You know, I, I, I don't know if Brooks Kepka can drive a boat. I mean, he walked out on the pier and I was thinking him and his dog were going to get the boat. And then they just awkwardly sat at the end of the pier. And I was thinking <laughs> in my head, can he drive that boat? Does he have to have somebody else drive the boat? Yeah. Like, these are the things that I feel like I was really thinking about in this episode. Right. And um, and then again, a glimpse into Scotty and his life, a glimpse into Brooks and his life. It just shows that you can really go about this totally different ways and in theory end up, you know, at the same results. So, uh, I, so far two episodes in, I think it's been great. Yeah. I think that's an awesome point you just made too. I think a lot of people who don't know golf think that they're all the same cookie cutter players. If you might think it's boring these guys could not be more different. Right. And they're going to see that with more and more players, like who travels with their families, who doesn't things like that. So I'm excited. <laughs> didn't get it. Didn't we, we didn't get a glimpse into the wedding or anything like that on the back end. I thought maybe they'd sprinkle no. that in at the last, like what the Kepka's <laughs> wedding looked like. That might, that might be like, that might be like in the, in the outtakes or something like that for this whole thing. It's but, also on Instagram. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, just go watch all the stories. Um, Claire, thanks so much. Uh, big shout out to scratch for the help with this. Full swing tonight, uh, and we'll be back for more episodes. Make sure you give Claire a follow at K Claire Rogers. You can check out all her writing videos, a lot of fun stuff. Like Claire brings fun things to your phone and to your computer. That's all at golf.com. Shout out to the crew there, and shout out to Dylan DeShare, has been a fixture through a couple episodes. Even if I said he was a loser this episode, we'll be back with episode three. And make sure you check out all of our recaps from Full Swing. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.